Blog Talk Radio. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Good evening, and thanks for joining me on the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Scott Arnold, and we're almost set for quarterfinal action between the Durham Turf Dogs and the Brampton Inferno. We're going to get underway just after the anthems, but we'll just set up the game here. Durham, they lost last week, and so did Brampton, actually. They're both coming off losses against the Iroquois Airmen. They're looking to avenge those losses. Whoever wins this game gets into the Final Four tournament on April 20th. That'll be hosted at the Iroquois Lacrosse Center. Durham finished this season fifth overall, while the Brampton Inferno finished third. These are heavy rivals. This should be a great back-and-forth game. Hard-hitting, lots of finesse. We're looking forward to it. Starting goalie for the Durham Turf Dogs will be number 31, Kevin Croswell. And on the other side for the Brampton Inferno, starting in net will be Jay Priest. We are looking forward to this game. We've been looking forward to it all week since the season ended last week. Last game of the regular season saw Toronto Shooting Stars lose to the Barry Blizzard 13-9. And we've had five days of no Canadian Lacrosse League action. We've been jonesing. We've been having the shakes. We've been waiting for this game all week. It's finally arrived. Canadian Lacrosse League quarterfinal action. Durham Turf Dogs versus the Brampton Inferno live from the Powerade Center. We're going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcasts at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, suits and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The lacrosse. Radio Network. This is Patrick Crosby, goaltender for the Kentucky Stick Horses. You're listening to the Cross Radio Network. The best radio, not on radio. RadioExiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. RadioExiles.com. You think you've seen pro lacrosse coverage? Then you haven't seen Inlax We Trust. The home of lacrosse on the web. Comprehensive coverage of the NLL, MLL, NCAA, NALL, CLAX, MILA, and more on the SB Nation Network. 15 seconds to go, driving down the right wing, draws it up to you, over his head, basket on the open, he scores! Salisbury takes an 11 10 lead with 11.7 seconds to go. Check out inlaxwetrust.com. 
This is Nick Rose of the Toronto Rock, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Lacrosse and pro wrestling? They come together every Thursday at noon with Strong Island Lax Chat with Taz. Many sports fans look at the announcers as a prop or a talking head. Taz, the former pro wrestler, takes time every week to talk about the game from a fan's perspective with a Long Island spin. You know, most announcers, I know in my business of pro wrestling, or buddies of mine that have that worked for ESPN that are commentators and whatnot, are highly competitive type A personalities. Every Thursday at noon on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Celtics coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. Getting Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league, what's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. All right, and welcome back. Thanks for joining me once again. I'm Scott Arnold for the Lacrosse Radio Network, and we are almost set for quarterfinal action. The first game of the 2013 Seelax playoffs, the Durham Turf Dogs versus the Brampton Inferno. We are just seconds away from the opening faceoff. Graham Bergsma is about to go down for the Durham Turf Dogs, and on the other side, Adam McCourty is going to take the faceoff. The refs are just having a brief discussion, making sure everything is set. Both teams look ready. They had a great warm-up. The goalies look sharp. In case you're just joining us, Jay Priest is going to be in net for the Inferno. Kevin Croswell is going to be in net for the Drum Turf Dogs. This is going to be the best game we've seen all year. And we are set. The ref blows it in. And everyone's in the circle. We'll see who comes out with this first important loose ball. It's going to be Brampton. McCourty coming out with it. Good crowd here tonight at the Powerade Center in Brampton, Ontario. McCullough with it. He's on the right side. He cuts down low, trying to beat Bissell. Throws it out to the top to Saunders. Saunders has had the hot hand all season. We'll see if that keeps up in the playoffs. Saunders cuts through the middle, bobbles it. Graham Bergsma picks it up for the Turf Dogs. We'll see the first possession by Durham. They launch it all the way down the floor to Grasby. Grasby pulls into the corner, waits for some help as his team goes for a line change. Grasby cuts all the way across, shoots, misses the net, and it's going to bounce all the way down. And that'll be an over and back call. Speaking of over and back, make sure you tune in Monday night to the Lacrosse Radio Network. My guest will be Durham Turf Dog Shane Scott. That's 7 p.m. Eastern on over and back. We're going to see a penalty here. Nick Grasby took a penalty behind the play on his way to the bench, a holding call. Never a good call when it's behind the play like that. He's going to sit down for two minutes, and we'll see a Brampton Inferno power play as Pat Saunders has it at the center circle waiting for the referee. As I mentioned, Saunders has been unbelievable this season. He's second in Brampton scoring in the regular season. He finished with 41 points. 27 of those were goals. He had a seven-goal game last time these guys met in Coburg, actually, for a special game. Scott's hitting a shot. 
Goes off Croswell's belly pad, and Durham's going to quickly bring it down the other way. No scoring chances here, though, as Coger's completely by himself. Three guys draped all over him. Caravello's all over him. He just swatted the ball loose. Five guys are in there now. We'll see who comes out with the loose ball. Still loose. Everyone's swatting at it. Finally, Saunders picks it up for the Inferno. 115 left on the Inferno power play. And they're going to slow it down and look for the perfect opportunity. Over to Caravello on the right side. Up to Saunders. Shoots and scores. Pat Saunders. Soft shot, but it was right up in the top shelf. Great shot there by Saunders. Wasn't a big wind-up or anything. It was just a very accurate shot into that top eight corner. One to nothing. The Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turdogs power play goal there. And obviously we're back to even strength now. Grasby just jogs over to the bench. Not the smartest penalty there. We'll see if he can make it up with a goal or a good play anyway next shift. Brampton wins the face-off. Ben McCullough, he's going to hustle it all the way down in the corner. He's got Jackson and Collins all over him. They can't knock the ball loose, though, as McCullough still has it. Swim move, and he gets tackled down right in front of the net by the captain, Mitch Dumont. And it's going to be crease ball as he got cross-checked right into the crease. Durham's going to bring it up the other way. Scott DeFrancesco finds Grasby cutting. Grasby bobbles the shot. It goes loose. Right into Jay Priest. Priest to McCourty. McCourty's having trouble getting out of his end. He's got two turf dogs all over him. Finally he does. Moves it up to Tinning. Mark Tinning shoots. Nice save there by Croswell. Nice play by Mark Tinning. But an even better save by Kevin Croswell. Croswell has two wins so far since joining the Durham Turf Dogs. He was let go by the Philadelphia Wings of the National Lacrosse League earlier in the year. Durham picked him up shortly after that. He's been their starting goalie ever since. He didn't play last weekend. It was a meaningless game at home against the Iroquois Ironmen. So they sat him out and they rotated uh, Calvin Thomas and John Cheeseboro as Croswell rested in the crowd. So he should have lots of energy for tonight's game. And he could be the difference maker. He hasn't faced Brampton yet. He wasn't on the team when last time these guys met. So we'll see. Goaltending has been solid, though, since he was acquired by the Turf Dogs a few weeks ago. And Brampton's going to set up. Ryan Campbell shoots. Diving into the crease. Croswell got a piece of it, but it's going to be crease ball. And we'll see Durham bring it up. Eric Bissell. Bissell's going to go end-to-end by himself. Can't get a scoring chance, though. He goes off a Coger pick. Almost gets a shot away. Brampton's playing very tight defense. Bergsman tries to go inside now. But again, tight defense by Brampton. Durham's working it around the outside. Coger tries to feed Grasby as he cuts through. Passes Bobble that goes into the corner. Brampton the other way. That's going to be Dave Cutton. Dave Cutton looks to the bench for some help. His team went for a f- get some fresh legs. McCullough. McCullough holds it, tries to throw it into the middle. It's tipped off Grasby's stick. Eric Bissell now, he's being double teamed. Throws it into the far side. That's Russell Poulton with it. Poulton gets stick checked. 
Now it's Brampton ball. And we're going to get a penalty behind the play. Looks like it's going to go to Ben McCullough of the Brampton Inferno. He's going to go off for two. He took an extra shot. That was a high sticking. Took an extra shot there at O'Brien. Unnecessary call. I think it was a retaliation to something that O'Brien did. But nonetheless, we'll see the Durham Turf Dogs' first power play. Brampton Inferno are leading one to nothing. Sealax quarterfinal action at the Powerade Center. 10.30 left to go in this first quarter. They're working it around the outside now. Tangay with it. Tangay throws it in the corner to Grasby. Grasby goes far side to DeFrancesco. He tries to quick stick it. Priest makes the save. Now everyone piles in behind the net trying to get that loose ball. Ref's going to have to blow it down. We'll see who he gives it to. He's going to give it to Brampton. They quickly transition. Mark Farthing. Nice hustle by Farthing. Goes end and shoots. Misses the net there. And it goes up at a play. Farthing started off slow. Then as soon as he got to center court, he just took off like a speeding train. Couldn't get the shot on net. And it went wide. Durham ball now with 1.15 left in their power play. Tangier with shot from the outside. It goes right off, bounced into the corner, into O'Brien's stick. O'Brien throws it all the way down to the corner to Grasby. Back out to the top to Tangay. Over to Shane Scott. He's got a bullet. He lets it go there, and Jay Priest with the save. Shane Scott's got one of the hardest shots in the league, so we'll see if he can pop a few here tonight. He had five goals last Saturday when they lost 13-9 to the Iroquois Ironmen. That was the second five-goal game of the season. If you were listening to the game last week, I had my socks. I didn't get the six-goal I took my stuff on the floor, but uh, it never happened. Unbelievable game by Shane Scott. He had people from the outside, as I said, one of the hardest shots in the league. So look for him to do some damage here tonight for Durham. They have 20 seconds left on the power play. Blake Kenny to Grasby. They're just playing catch now. Grasby winds up. Big shot saved by Priest. Priest looks all the way down the floor to a man off the bench. He found him. That's Ryan Campbell. Campbell shoots and scores. Nice play by Jay Priest to notice his man coming off the bench. Short-handed goal by the Brampton Inferno. 2 nothing. Brampton Inferno lead the Durham Turf Dogs in Sealax quarterfinal action. They now have a power play goal and a short-handed goal. 40 left to go in this four, first quarter, rather. Great play. Jay Priest stopped the shot. There wasn't even a man off the bench yet, but he foreshadowed that play and threw it up. He led Ryan Campbell, who came off the bench, walked right into the pass, and went down one fake up high and buried it low to make it 2 nothing for the Brampton Inferno. Brampton wins the faceoff. We're back to even strength as Ben McCullough comes back out onto the turf. He goes to the bench. Brampton's going to work around. Scott Tinning with a nice swim move. Fakes it. Croswell with the shoulder save. And the ball is loose. Almost goes in the crease. Ref rolls it down as Croswell sits down on it, making sure it doesn't cross the line. Durham's trying to move it across center, but McCourty's not letting them. He's swatting everybody. Great defense there. Now DeFrancesco's able to bring it into the offensive zone. He's got it on the left side. Nice fake. Beats his man. Goes to the net. Shoots. Jay Priest with a nice save. That was a nifty little play there by Scott DeFrancesco. He started at the left side, 
the loop, fake guy cut right to the net, couldn't get the shot off. And then I have a TV timeout down here. 2 nothing. the Brandon Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs. This is opening night of Sealax playoffs, quarterfinal action. The winner of this game, they'll go to the Final Four, which is being hosted at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena on April 20th. We're not sure, sure who they're going to play yet. Niagara Lock Monsters, they finished first this year, so they got an automatic bye to that Final Four, as did second place Toronto. But it all depends on who's going to win. Brampton is the third seed. Durham is the fifth seed. And then on Sunday, we've got another game. It's going to be the third seed, Oshuiken Demons, versus the sixth seed, Iroquois Ironmen. And again, we'll have to wait till both of these games play out to see who will face who at that Final Four. Iroquois barely squeaked in. They only won two games all year. They won two games last weekend to qualify for this quarterfinal that will take place 1 p.m. on Sunday is their game. But an unbelievable Cinderella story. Season is in week 13. Well, how many weeks were in the regular season? They played 14 games, and Iroquois only won two all year. They won five games. One was against the Brampton Inferno in overtime right here at the Powerade Center last Friday. And then the following night, they beat Durham. So both of these teams and Iroquois is now in the playoffs and have them pegged to repeat as Champions Cup. The creator We'll see what happens. We're back. Bram has the ball. Nice. Here is Justin Caravello bringing it in. He goes far side over to Farthing. Mark Farthing tries to do a shovel pass. It gets swatted loose. Brampton hangs on to it. Adamson down to Caravello. Caravello tries to go out to the top to Brandon Dorman. It gets scoop it back up. Tries to find Adams cutting through. Mitch Dumont swats that one away. That's going to be a 30-second shot clock violation. Brandon Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs 2 to nothing with 6.40 left to go in this first quarter. Durham looking to set some up. Scott Francesco fakes, shoots. It goes wide off the boards. He gets his own rebound. Throws it to Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny, nice play there. Unbelievable save by Jay Priest. Looks like Kenny had the whole top net open. And Priest just tossed his stick up to the incredible circus save. Brampton comes down the other way and almost gets a scoring chance. That was Jordan Coffey cutting in the net. Now Durham's going to go back the other way. Unbelievable action here. This is... This is, as I said, going to be one of the greatest games, uh, one of the best games we've seen all year. So far it is turning out that way. St. John takes a shot now. It goes wide. Brampton hustles it back. Back and forth action. And the refs blow it down, and it looks like there's going to be coincidental penalties called. A little bit of stick work in the back corner. They could have let it go, but I think they're set tone here to say they're not going to put up with anything tonight. Ben McCullough heads to the box again. Second penalty. And we'll see who the refs take here for Durham. It's going to be Todd Collins. So sit down two minutes each for roughing. And the refs are deciding who's going to get the ball. The ball was loose when they called those coincidental penalties. Everyone was fighting for it. So they're calling each other in. They're huddling at center. Three referees trying to decide what's going to happen. But all we know for sure is two-minute penalties on both sides. They're going to give the ball to Brampton. 
And finally, it looks ready to blow it in after a little bit of a delay. Mark Kinning is going to grab it for the Inferno. Four on four action for the next two minutes. Ryan Campbell. Campbell, he's trying to go around Russ Poulton, but Poulton's playing some solid D. He won't let him by. Campbell's got to pass it out now to Tinning. Tinning, Adamson down low, shoots. Nice save there by Croswell. Ball is loose. Russell Poulton picks up the rebound. He waits at center. He wants a line change, so he's just waiting for some help. Fresh legs. And Tanga gets stick-checked now. It's going to be Brampton coming back. In case you're just joining us, the Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs by a score of 2 to nothing. With five minutes left in the first quarter, it has been back and forth action. We haven't seen teams come out of the gate this quick all year, but that's the playoffs. Everyone steps it up to another level, and we're seeing that here. We're being treated to a great opening night of the playoffs. crowd here tonight at the Powerade Center to see these two teams battle it out. Blake Kenny on the left side. Fires it over to Shane Scott. Shane Scott with a nice little underhand shovel. It goes over the net. Ball's loose and that's going to be 30 second shot clock violation. And we'll see the Brampton Inferno bring it up the other way. McCourty starts with it. Tosses it up to Doran. Now to Caravello. He's isolated on the right side by himself. Caravello, one man to beat. Still got it. Finally throws it first side now. Brendan Doran. Doran with a big sidearm shot. Croswell, nice stick save. Croswell steps out of his crease. Looks up floor. Nobody's open. So he moves it up to the captain, Dumont. Dumont now fires it all the way down. Ref puts his arm up. So it looks like it's going to be a Brampton penalty. Goalie out. It's going to be five on four. Coincidental penalties are over right now. McCullough has some words for O'Brien. My apologies, that was O'Brien in the box. I said it was Todd Collins, but McCullough says a few words as they're coming out of the box. And that's going to be a shot clock violation. Durham's unable to get a shot off there with the goalie out. And we will see another Durham Turf Dogs power play. And for Brampton, that's going to be Tory Gardner heading to the box. We'll see what the call is. And the refs again are uh, discussing what's happening here. Finally, they got things straightened out, and it's going to be O'Brien starting with it. Fresh out of the penalty box. Five on four for the Durham Turf Dogs. So it's going to be a bench minor. Gardner's just serving it. So too many men. Penalty for Brampton. And Durham's going to have a fresh 30 there. Ball was knocked loose for a few seconds, and refs decided to reset that. So lucky break there by the Turf Dogs. Tangay at the top. Over to Shane Scott. Back to Tangay. Shoots. Bounce shot over the glass. Saves it from the over and back, though. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. Tangay. Big wind up there. It goes off a Durham player into the corner. DeFrancesco can't handle it. Kind of a rotten rebound to DeFrancesco. He tried to swat it in there. 
it would have been an unbelievable goal if he was able to get a hold of that, but it goes into the corner and 30-second shot clock violation again for Durham. Brampton brings it down shorthanded. Scott hitting, hitting far side to Campbell. Campbell circles around the net. Jackson's all over him. Jackson swats it loose now. Durham ball. Andres pulls back into his own zone, waiting for Brampton to head back and set up on their defensive zone. Turf dogs go for a line change in the meantime. Blake Kenny. 30 seconds left on the power play. 15 on the shot clock. Shane Scott. Big wind up. Priest with the save. That's Shane Scott's second shot from the outside. Look for one of these to start going in. That's what happened last game. He ended up bearing five. So we'll see if he has the same kind of, I won't even say luck. That's the word that was coming to my head. But definitely wasn't luck. His five goals last week. They were hard bullet shots. Picked corners. And we've seen him do that all year. As Gardner comes out of the penalty box and hammers Grasby. Grasby slow getting up. And Caravello's going to take it the other way. Or Cutter, rather. Sorry. Cutter. Big fake. Shoots. Cross. That was a huge. Grasby did not see him coming until the very last second. Gardner came flying out of the penalty box. Grasby was at the top looking to take a shot. And Gardner just hammered him. You saw Grasby take one look. Saw him at the very last second. But it was too late. Brampton comes down the other way. Shoots and scores. Nice tic-tac-toe play. That was Doran to Brock Boyle. And Boyle buried a top shelf. Two on one. Looks like Doran was going to shoot. He faked a wind-up. Tossed it over to Brock Boyle, who made no mistake. And wired it top shelf on Croswell. 3 nothing. The Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs. 109 left to go. In this first quarter. Brampton wins the faceoff. Ball's locked loose now. And they're going to give the ball to Brampton on an interference call. So Croswell's only faced four shots. He's let three goals in already. Looking shaky early on, but... He's an unbelievable goalie, so he should be able to bounce back here after this. Brampton's going to get another penalty. Delayed call as Croswell heads the box. They might get two here. We'll see what happens. Brampton already has a shorthanded goal tonight. They have a power play goal, and yes, we're going to see two Inferno head to the penalty box. That's going to be a five on three. Scott Tinning doesn't like that call one bit. He has a few choice words with the referee. So it's going to be Scott Tinning, Andrews, each sitting down. Five on three, 38 seconds left to go in this first quarter. Refs blow it in, and O'Brien is going to set it up at the top for Durham. Tinning is going to get an interference call. They're both going to get an interference call, actually. Tangay with it now. Tangay throws it down low, shoots, and scores. That was Kyle O'Brien. Tangay, I don't know how he saw O'Brien down low, but he found him. Short angle shot, not much room, but O'Brien made it work. 
Andrews is going to come out of the penalty box. Tinning will stay in. Three to one. The Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs. 21 seconds left in the game clock. 143 left on their power play. And we're ready for the face-off. Just waiting for the ref to blow it in. Ref finally blows it in. And the ball's still at center, right at the dot. Four guys come in. Durham's able to get it down. And that's going to be a strange over and back call there as Bergsma got the ball, loose ball right out of the face-off circle, took one step back, and the refs call it an over and back. So interesting call there. And that's going to do it for the first quarter. The Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs by a score of 3-1. to one. We're going to recap quickly the first quarter in case you're just joining us. It started off with a, pardon me, it started off with three unanswered Brampton goals. So Pat Saunders, he got the first one. That was 146 into the game on a power play goal. Ryan Campbell then would get a shorthanded goal Brampton on a great pass from Jay Priest. Threw it from his own crease. They didn't mean to rhyme there. That's just how it came out. But he found Ryan Campbell coming off the bench. That was a shorthanded marker. And then the Brampton Inferno, Brock Boyle, Finally, Durham would answer back on a power play goal. They were up two men. Kyle O'Brien assisted by Shane Scott and Tyler Tangay. And that brings us to where we are now. Three to one. The Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs. We're going to cut to a real quick commercial break, but stay tuned for more Sealax quarterfinal action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Celts coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. And Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league. What's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. And welcome back to the Powerade Center in Brampton, Ontario. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. We're just about underway. We are underway now. Second quarter action, the Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs by a score of 3-1. to one. And Durham wins that draw. They've got one minute left on the power play. Ball's knocked loose. Three guys are fighting for it. We'll see who comes out with it. It's Shane Scott. He throws it up to Tangay at the top. They got a fresh 30 out of that. Lucky break. Big shot there by O'Brien, and it goes way up and into the mesh. Durham's going to slow things down with the fresh 30. And they've got 45 seconds left on the power play. They're slowly moving it around, looking for that perfect scoring chance. No cutters, though, so Grasby's forced, or, or Blake Kenny, rather, shoots it from the top. Jay Priest gets the rebound. He tries to find a man way down. That was Andrews he was looking for way over his head, though, and it bounces off the end boards. 
And Durham, they've got 20 seconds left on the PP, 22 left on the shot clock. Everyone on the Durham Turf Dogs looks up at the clock at the exact same time. They're going to hold it and look for uh, one last shot. It's Kenny. He looks up at the clock again. He's got the ball at the top. Blake Kenny. And we're back to even strength as Tinning comes back on. Five on five. Not the greatest power play there to start the second quarter for Durham. They've still got the ball, though. Five on five. Grasby has it on the right side to DeFrancesco. To Grasby. Big shot. Nice save by Jay Priest. Sticks the left shoulder up to make that save. That was a bullet by Nick Grasby. Little. Everyone's kind of arguing on the floor there. Durham thought it should be their ball, but refs are going to give it to the Inferno, as they should. Durham was reaching in the crease, and that's what the Pat Saunders has it now for the Inferno. Coffee with it. Dumps it to Saunders. Saunders tries to do a backhand pass. It's intercepted by Grasby to Poulton. Poulton shoots and scores! Ross Poulton through the legs of Jay Priest, and it's 3-2. Brampton Inferno still leading the Durham Turf Dogs, though, but Durham needed that quick goal out of the gate. Nice two-on-one play, and a hard shot right through the legs of Jay Priest. It's tough to see those low ones bounced about a couple inches just before his feet. Tough for a goalie to look down and see those. You never know where they're going to bounce off the turf either. Barely came up off the floor, and it just went right through his legs to make this a one-goal game in Sealak's quarterfinal action. Brampton wins the draw right off the bat. Cutton goes down, shoots. He misses the net. Rebound goes to Russ Farthing. Or Russ. One of his relatives. That's Russ. This is Mark Farthing on the floor here. Farthing still with it. Farthing now cuts in the net, goes by Rennie. Drops it out to Boyle. Boyle shoots. He misses the net. Brampton's got to get a shot off real quick. McGordy takes the shot. It catches the piece of Croswell, but refs don't reset it. Shot clock violation. I could hear that up here. It definitely caught a piece of Croswell. Nonetheless, it's Durham ball. John St. John. He's on the wrong side of the floor. He's forced to throw it to a teammate on the far side. Not sure who that is. He's got guys draped all over him. That was DeFrancesco. He took the shot out to Bissell. Bissell shoots and scores. Tie game 3-3. Eric Bissell with the bomb. He was way out. Jay Priest looking shaky here early on. Turf dogs are looking strong. Not a good combination for the Inferno, that is. 3-3 with 11.44 left to go in this second quarter. We're all tied up. Opening night of the Sealax playoffs. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Brampton wins the draw. Ball swatted loose, though, by Durham, and they come down the other way. That's Collins. Collins has Andrews and McCordy all over him. Breaks free. Throws the ball to Bergsma. Bergsma with it at the top. Bergsma moves it to Grasby. Grasby goes to Blake Kenny. They're going to isolate him on the left side. 
Kenny Big wind-up shoots. It goes wide right out to Grasby. He shoots now. It goes wide as well. Grasby gets the rebound, and they did reset that. That is interesting. That one definitely did not touch Jay Priest. But Durham's catching a few lucky breaks here with the shot clock. Grasby tries to take a shot. It gets blocked. Takes a cheap shot now at Cotton. Refs let it go. That's what I like to see. Not the cheap shots. I like to see the refs let things go. Durham with it. They got to get a shot off. DeFrancesco's hammered to the ground. Ball goes loose. Coffee's going to bring it up now for the Inferno. Quick transition. 3-3 with 10 minutes and 25 seconds left to go in this second quarter. Pat Saunders takes a big shot. It bounces up over into the crowd. They're going to give the ball back to Brampton. Caravello. Caravello spins off Poulton. Dishes in the corner to Adamson. Adamson's got two guys all over him. He's forced to do a wild backhand pass that nobody's able to catch. Campbell's able to scoop it off the turf, though. Campbell with a circus shot. It goes high and wide. Rebound goes to Andres. Turf Dogs almost had a two-on-one there, but Adamson with a nice hustle to knock the ball loose. Great defensive play by Cody Adamson of the Inferno as he quickly brings it up. Adamson shoots. Nice save by Croswell. That would have been a great goal after a beauty defensive play, but Croswell shuts the door. Tangay whips it down to Shane Scott. Shane Scott beats his man, shoots and scores. Shane Scott. I talked about his shot earlier, and we saw it get unloaded there. One of the hardest shots in the league. And that one was great accuracy. It was kind of a sidearm shot. He cut around his man. Huge wind-up like he always does, and it went into the bottom left corner just underneath Jay Priest's glove. And we've got a Turf Dogs lead for the first time all game. This game started off with three Inferno goals. Now the Turf Dogs have answered back with four unanswered of their own. 4-3 with 9.20 left to go in this second quarter. Brampton wins the draw. Mark Farthing throws it out to Tinning. Tinning gets rocked. Still gets a shot off though, but it goes wide. Counts for a reset, though. Farthing with it. It's knocked loose by Rennie. Pete Rennie hustles it up now. Fakes the long pass. Hangs onto it. Now he finds St. John off the bench. Rennie goes for a line change. So do all the turf dogs. Shane Scott with it. Almost beats his man. Forced to pull out of the corner. Now he cuts around the top. He's got that big wind-up going again. Shoots. It goes wide this time. And Doran takes an extra shot at him as he's already on the ground. And they're going to give the ball back to the Turf Dogs for that. Grasby. He's playing some catch with DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco throws it into the corner. It's Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny. One man to beat. Cuts to the net. Almost buries it over the shoulder of Jay Priest, but it goes wide. Grasby's able to scoop the rebound. He needs to get a shot off, which he does. 
That's enough to reset the clock. Blake Kenny backhand shot. Nice save by Jay Priest. He had to dive dead for that one. Nice backhand shot by Blake Kenny. And Turf Dogs get the ball back. Great action here in quarterfinals of Canadian Lacrosse League. This is opening night of the playoffs, and we are being treated to a playoff game. Everyone, as I mentioned earlier, they always step it up for the playoffs, and they certainly are here at the Powerade Center. And the refs are going to blow it down. And uh, we're not sure what if it's going to be a timeout. Looks like it might be a referee's timeout here. Jonas Dirks is not too happy with the referees. He has a few choice words. Collins and Bergsma, they're over there talking to the referee. So is the captain, Mitch Dumont. Not too sure what they're unhappy about. And the gate is open for the Brampton Infernal penalty box. It's just someone can come out and bring the referee waters. I've never seen that before. Usually the refs go over and get a drink themselves, but this time the timekeeper comes right out of the box with three water bottles for the referees. So this is definitely a referee's timeout. If you're just joining us, the Durham Turf Dogs have taken their first lead of the night. They have four goals versus the Brampton Inferno, who have three. It's been a back-and-forth game, lots of action, seven great goals. None of them have been garbage goals. They've been all pinpoint accurate shots. The goalies have been unbelievable. Croswell started off very shaky. He let in three goals on four shots, but he's bounced back, and he has awoken, which means trouble for the Brampton Inferno. He's been able to stop the last, last nine shots on him, so he has definitely woken up after that shaky start. I thought it was going to be a long night for him, but, hey, as I said in the first quarter, he's a great goalie, and he's going to bounce back, which he has. And we're back underway. Brampton. Adamson. He cuts to the net, takes a shot. Croswell saves that one. Now Durham. Moving into the offensive zone. That's Russ Poulton. Over to DeFrancesco. He gets rocked with a... Oh, that was Coger, actually. He gets rocked with a high stick from Gardner. No call. Shane Scott. He had the last goal for the Turf Dogs. Throws it out to Grasby. Over to Blake Kenny, who's isolated by himself on the far side. It's Tange with it now. Tange gets stick-checked, and that's going to be another 30 shot clock violation. We've seen that very often tonight here. Durham Turf Dogs are unable to get a shot off, but that's a huge credit. Huge credit to the Durham defense. They've been playing very well, very tight defense. And they're not allowing Durham to get too many scoring chances. Tinning. Has it now for the Inferno. Cuts to the net. Shoots. Croswell with the save. Ball's loose. Tinning with it again. Now Dave Cutton has it. 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Cutton to McCullough. McCullough. Over to Brock Boyle. Brock Boyle can't get a shot off. Durham with it. Grasby. He's going to hang on to it. He needs some help off the bench, which he finally gets. But the pass is bought by St. John, and the Inferno are going to come back the other way. Andrews. 
to Coffee. Down low to Adamson. Shoot! It goes wide. Good scoring chance there by Adamson. He was all alone in front of the net, but he went way wide. Coffee gets the rebound. Throws it out to Andrews. Andrews with a shot. Another save by Croswell. Inferno gets the rebound again. Fresh 30. Coffee has it on the left side. Throws it over to Caravello, who is waiting at the right shooter spot. To Adamson. He's all alone. Shoots Croswell with the save again. I don't know how Adamson got that open. He was just standing there in front of the crease. He had two seconds to do a couple little nifty fakes on Croswell, but he couldn't bury it. Durham back the other way. Blake Kenny now. Nice scoring chance. Couldn't get it in the net, though. He had Priest beat, but his shot went just wide. I've said this several times tonight, but this really is back and forth action. I've never seen anything like this. It is literally back and forth, and it has been the entire game. There's 4.30 left to go in this second quarter. Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Brampton Inferno 4-3. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Inferno. It's tinning. To the Scott tinning. Now Durham's going to quickly transition. Croswell up to Dumont. Dumont's got a breakaway. Dumont shoots. Nice save by Priest. Dumont gets his rebound, though. Ref says he steps in the crease. And they're going to give the ball to the Inferno. DeFrancesco's not happy with that call. Has a few choice words with the ref. Didn't look like he was in the crease from here, but the referee was right down there, so we'll go with the ref on this one. Coffee now for the Inferno. He shoots. Another save by Croswell. And the Turf Dogs are going to go back the other way. And there's going to be a cheesy call behind the play. A holding call. The refs could have let that one go very easy. And it's going to be Russ Poulton going to the box. Two minutes for holding. This is playoff action. The ref should have just let that one go. It was behind the play. No harm doing. Didn't interfere with any of the actual gameplay. The ball was nowhere even near there. And he didn't even really hold him up. But nonetheless, Poulton is going to sit down for two minutes for holding. And we'll see an inferno power play. Campbell. He's got it at the top. Fakes the shot. Throws it to Scott Tinning. Scott Tinning, spin move, shoots. It goes wide. Tinning tries to get the rebound, and he's rocked by Bissell. That should have been a penalty. But the refs let it go. I would have let it go, too. But I'm saying if you're going to call that one a holding, you should have called that one. Another big hit. Bissell and Campbell collide. Both of them go down. And Turf Dogs are going to bring it up the other way. Koger to Bergsma. Down low to Kenny. Kenny bubbles the pass. He's able to scoop it back up. Kenny drives to the net now, shoots and scores. Nice play by Blake Kenny. Short-handed marker. Kenny was in the corner. He had Ben McCullough and Scott Tinning all over him. Kenny managed to break free, cut to the net, faked high, went low. Short-handed marker, and it is 5-3. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Brampton Inferno. Wow. After a three, after three unanswered goals by Brampton, Durham has now scored five unanswered goals, and they lead this game by two with three minutes and two seconds left to go in the first half. Brampton still has a minute left to go on their power play. 
They win the draw. McCullough, he drives and that shoots and scores. Ben McCullough right off the draw. And it's a one-goal game. That's a power play marker. Nice hustle by Ben McCullough. Didn't cause that last goal, but Blake Kenny did go around him and beat him on that last goal. Definitely wasn't his fault. It was a great call by Ben McCullough, or great play by Blake Kenny. But I think Ben McCullough took exception to that. He wanted to redeem himself, and he did right off the draw with that great hustle goal to make it a 5-4 game. Turf Dogs still lead, though. Bergsma gets it off the draw. Graham Bergsma. Coffee knocks it loose. Polton grabs it, though. Durham still has it. Bergsma. He's got it at the top. Spins off his man. Throws it to St. John. Big shot there. Priest with the save. St. John gets his rebound. Priest, another shot. Priest again with the save. St. John has it again. Another shot. This time it's blocked. And that's going to be a penalty there. As Jay Priest heads to the box, or heads to the bench rather, to get the extra attacker. McCourty. He's going to take it all the way down for Brampton. Brampton have six men on the floor right now. Delayed penalty call. They're going to work around the outside. Over to Saunders. Saunders with a wild shot. It goes wide. Adamson with the rebound. Throws it out to Caravello. Caravello tries to find coffee down low for the quick stick, but it goes off the boards. Durham finally touches the ball. And that is going to be a high-sticking call for Durham. And it'll be Kyle O'Brien heading to the box for two minutes. That's his second penalty tonight. 150 left in the first half. So unless they score... Brampton will be on the power play for the rest of this half. Saunders. He's at the top. Throws it down to Tinning. Tinning goes into the corner to Caravello. Now they work it back out to Saunders. To Coffee. Coffee shoots and scores up high on Croswell. Power play marker for the Brampton Inferno. They were just playing catch around the outside. Finally, Coffee cut to the net. Tinning found him, and Coffee made no mistakes and buried it up high on Croswell. 5-5. Five, five. We're all tied up. This has been a wild game here. If you're just joining us, Brampton opened up the scoring with three unanswered goals, and then the Durham Turf Dogs scored five unanswered, and now we've seen two unanswered by Brampton. So, unbelievable Playoff action in the Sealax quarterfinals. 120 left to go in the first half. Ball's loose off the faceoff. Everyone's in there trying to get a hold of it. It's right near Brampton's bench. Still loose. Finally, Brampton come out with it. They could have a scoring chance here. Cutting. He shoots. Croswell, nice save. Croswell looks up floor. Doesn't have any men open. So he just shovels it off to Dumont. Dumont with it on the right side. He leaves it for Bergsma and then goes to the bench. Bergsma to Grasby. And we're going to see an unsportsmanlike conduct from the bench. And that is going to be the Brampton Inferno. They could hear somebody yelling from that bench. The referee had enough of it. 
blew his whistle. And I'm not sure what's happening here. It looks like he was going to tee them up. Uh, it's going to be a Durham. Heard somebody over from the bench. Looks like it was the Brampton coaches yelling. But it is going to go to the Durham Turf Dogs. It's going to be Blake Kenny sitting down. So it might have been the man yelling from the bench. Because I don't think Jonas Dirks is going to send him to serve an unsportsmanlike conduct for the team. But they did. Strange move there. Blake Kenny, very strong player. Usually you don't see guys like that head to the box to serve your uh, two-minute bench minor, but there he is. But he very well could have been the guy who yelled from the bench, and Jonas Dirks could have just said, you're taking the penalty. I'm not too sure, but interesting move. And we've got a Brampton power play with 20 seconds left to go. Coffee to Saunders. Saunders gets hammered, still gets the shot off. Coffee with the chance. Oh, wow. Great save by Croswell. He was down on the ground waved his stick up in the air and was able to make that save and Bissell's going to come down the other way Bissell shoots that would have been great if Bissell could have scored that was the best save I've seen all year by any goalie Kevin Croswell was out of his net out of position put his stick up in the air great save it's nice to see Croswell had a shaky start so it's great to see him make that huge save at the end he's already off the floor he took his helmet off, headed down. rest of his team still on the floor, but I don't think he's too happy with his performance. At the end of the first half, we are all tied up at five. This is Sealak's quarterfinal action. The Durham Turf Dogs versus the Brampton Inferno. And we just saw that replay of the Croswell save on the big screen. Everyone was watching that. We've got Jim Scoop Veltman up here. We've got Paul St. John up here. We are all just watching that rebound, or, or that save by Croswell. You should have seen everyone's faces as they saw that. Best save we've seen all year. Looks like, looks like Brampton got a penalty right at the end of that. Uh, it's coincidental, so it's, uh, they're putting two penalties up on the board. Looks like Pat Saunders is going to have a penalty to start the next half, as well as Russ Poulton for the Durham Turf Dogs. Plus, there's still a bench minor for the Turf Dogs, so when we come back to the second half, it is going to be four on three for the Brampton Inferno. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break, but stay tuned for more Canadian Lacrosse League action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcasts at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, shoots and scores. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Sorensen, the Washington Stealth, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. 
the Wilmot Wild, Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at InLaxWeTrust.com or BlogTalkRadio.com slash LacrosseRadio or BlogTalkRadio.com slash LaxRadio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. To the best radio, not on radio. RadioExiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. RadioExiles.com. Listen to Boxla Beat Tuesday nights. It's the place to follow the world of Box Lacrosse. Jim Montour, the head coach of the Oswegian Demons. Similar to hockey, right? Obviously because of the front door and uh, the back door uh, type style of play. Steven Stamp of IL Indoor goes one-on-one with three Boxville players every week. We're joined by a young goaltender who's been making waves in the National Lacrosse League. Evan Kirk, thanks for calling in to Boxville Deep. I think I'd rather play with a team that has, you know, that drive in them rather than just to, to be there with a, a, a lot of big names. CLAC. NLL, NALL, MSL, and WLA. Box La Beat, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Shells coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. And Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league. What's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. All right, and welcome back to the Powerade Center in Brampton, Ontario. I'm Scott Arnold for the Lacrosse Radio Network, and we are at halftime here Opening night of the playoffs, it's quarterfinal Sealax action. The hometown Brampton Inferno are tied with the visiting Durham Turf Dogs at five. And this has been a wild, unbelievable back and forth game. If you're just joining us, we'll quickly recap the first half for you. Brampton opened up with three unanswered goals. First one was by Pat Saunders. It was a power play marker assisted by Dustin Caravello and Ryan Campbell. Then Campbell would get the goal for Brampton, shorthanded on a beautiful pass by Jay Priest. Priest found him coming off the bench. That made it 2-0, and then Brock Boyle would score again for Brampton, and we sat at 3-0. Right before the first quarter ended, though, with just 21 seconds left, Kyle O'Brien would finally answer back for the Turf Dogs, and it was 3-1 going into the second quarter. Second quarter, Turf Dogs came out of the gate flying. Russell Poulton scored, assisted by Nick Grasby. That was just 2:28 into the second half, and then Shane Scott Sorry, Eric Bissell would score, assisted by Shane Scott, and then Shane Scott would score a bullet from the outside, and it was 4-3 Durham about midway through the second quarter. Frampton, they would answer back on a goal by Ben McCullough. It was a beautiful goal, nice hustle by McCullough. He scored right off the faceoff there, and we were back tied. Durham would score again. This time it was Blake Kenny, shorthanded marker, assisted by Graham Bergsma. 
Then, to end the first half here, Brampton Inferno, Jordan Coffey would score on a power play goal. The same penalty that Blake Kenny got the shorthanded marker on. That was with about a minute and a half left in the first half. And that's where we sit now, tied at five, halftime. Whoever wins this, they're going to go to the final four. It's being hosted at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena on April 20th. We're not sure who they're going to play yet. There's two teams waiting in the final four. Toronto Shooting Stars, they finished second in the Sealax. They got a bye to that final four, as did the Niagara Lock Monsters. They also got a bye. They finished first this year in Sealax. And tomorrow, or Sunday rather, we're going to see the other quarterfinal game. It's going to be the Iroquois Ironmen taking on the Oshuican Demons. So we will not know until after that game who everyone is playing in the Final Four, but we do know it will be April 20th at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena in Hagersville, Ontario. Game one of the Final Four, it'll go at 1 p.m., and it's a doubleheader, so it'll be followed by a 4 o'clock game right after. Niagara Lock Monsters, we do know they'll be involved in that 1 p.m. game. Since they were the first seed, they'll play the low seed, so it could either be the it could be anybody. We're not even too sure. I won't even guess at this point. I will make a prediction, uh, so yes, I will guess. It is going to be, uh, I think, the Iroquois Ironmen that Niagara will see. I think Iroquois is going to, uh, I wouldn't even say upset the Oshuican Demons. At this point, Iroquois is the hottest team going into the playoffs, even though they had a struggling regular season. They finished off with two huge wins. They were the Creators' Cup champions last year, so that is my prediction. I think the Iroquois Ironmen are going to go through and play the Niagara Lock Monsters, but we'll have to see. This game, I can't even predict. It's too close. It's been back and forth all night best first half of Canadian Lacrosse League action we've seen all year, and second half should be no different. That same weekend, the Final Four weekend, on April 21st, that is going to be the Creators' Cup Finals. It'll be a 1 o'clock start time. We're going to have those games live on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The only game we won't have is going to be our Sunday's game, rather, but we will have that Final Four weekend as well as the Creators' Cup Finals, so make sure you tune in to the Lacrosse Radio Network. We're going to cut to another break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more Canadian Lacrosse League playoff action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Sorensen, the Washington Scout, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Wilmot Wild Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio 
or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. To the best radio, not on radio. Radioexiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. Radioexiles.com. Listen to Boxla Beat Tuesday nights. It's the place to follow the world of box lacrosse. Do Montour, the head coach of the Oswegian Demons. Something similar to hockey, right? Obviously because of the front door and uh, the back door uh, type style of play. Steven Stamp of IL Indoor goes one-on-one with three Boxla players every week. We're joined by a young goaltender who's been making waves in the National Lacrosse League. Evan Kirk, thanks for calling in to Boxla Beat. I think I'd rather play with a team that has... You know, that drive in them rather than just to, to be there with a, a, a lot of big names. CLAC, NLL, NALL, MSL, and WLA. Box La Beat, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. All right, welcome back. I'm Scott Arnold for the Lacrosse Radio Network. We are at halftime in the Canadian Lacrosse League opening night of the playoffs. The Brampton Inferno are all tied up with the Turf Dogs. Five to five. There's a few minutes left here in the in the uh, halftime break, so we are going to go to Sealax uh, Surge Apparel Players of the Week from Week 13. There's a couple uh, players that are involved in this game who are uh, mentioned on here. The Offensive Player of the Week that was Pat Saunders of the Brampton Inferno in Friday night's loss to the Ironmen. Brampton found themselves clawing back all night. It was often Pat Saunders scoring momentum, changing goals, as he had five on the night to add two assists. This is Saunders' second week award. I'm reading this right from the Sealax press release, so this is what they have written down about uh, both guy, or about everyone I'm about to uh, read off here. Honorable mention goes out to Shane Scott of the Durham Turf Dogs. He had five goals and one assist. I'll talk about him for a little bit. I'll go off the press release. Shane Scott, he had an unbelievable game against Iroquois. I know they lost 13-9. He would have traded in all five of his goals for a victory, but it was kind of a meaningless game anyway for them, so not a huge uh, not a huge problem that they lost. I'm sure they would have won, but again, when it doesn't mean too much, you don't come out flying as much. They didn't play Kevin Croswell in net. That kind of hurt things. They were rotating between Calvin Thomas and John Cheeseborough. Croswell, though, he's having a shaky night tonight, so maybe they should have put him in net to get him some practice for the postseason. He hasn't played much all year. He was with the Philadelphia Wings to start the season. He sat on their bench the entire year before the Turf Dogs picked him up just as uh, Philly released him at the trade deadline. He's won two games for the Durham Turf Dogs, but hasn't played in a couple weeks, and maybe they should have put him in a little bit of action last week. We'll see how he is in the second half. Shaky start, shaky first half, but he ended the half with an unbelievable save. The save of the year by far. He was down and out, and he stuck his stick up to keep the ball from going into that end. Everyone in the arena thought Brampton had a goal, but Croswell with the circus save. The defensive player of the week, that was Colin Boucher of the Durham Turf Dogs, and again, from the press release, what Sealax has to say. In Barry's final game of the season, the entire team came together, winning their third game of the season. While the nine goals against wasn't their lowest of the season, a solid defensive effort by the entire team, including both goaltenders, led to just nine goals for the Toronto Shooting Stars. 
Colin Boucher was a big part of the defense, stopping many rushes and throwing his body all around that game. He also added a goal and two assists. I should have picked this up right before, but that's obviously an error by Sealax. Colin Boucher pays, plays for the Barry Blizzard. So they had him down for turf dogs. As soon as I started reading the blurb there, thought, wait a minute, Shooting Stars played Barry last game. So Colin Boucher of the Barry Blizzard Defensive Player of the Week. Honorable mention, though, goes to a player who is playing tonight. That's Jay Priest of the Brampton Inferno. He had 45 saves in a losing effort on Friday night. That was here at the Powerade Center. That was an unbelievable game. Back and forth, 14-13, the Inferno lost in overtime. Looks like they were going to get blown out of the arena. Iroquois came out very strong. They had a dominant first half, and then Brampton woke up and tied it with about halfway through the fourth quarter, and they ended up taking the lead, actually, before Iroquois tied it very late in the game, and then Elijah Printup would score 32 seconds into that overtime frame to give Iroquois the victory. The transition player of the week, Elijah Printup, who I just mentioned, for the Iroquois Ironman. I'm not even going to read the blurb because I just told you all about what he did. And he also played on Saturday, though, against the uh, Durham Turf Dogs in that game. And he had three points, I believe. They just gave his total. He ended up with uh, four goals, five assists. But I believe he had three points in that Durham game, if I'm not mistaken. Honorable mention, another Brampton Infernal. That's Scott Tinning. Three goals, four assists. And then Graham Bergsman of the Turf Dogs got an honorable mention. He had two goals, two assists. The Rookie of the Week goes to Caleb Wiles. Barry Blizzard, he's been unbelievable all season. He should be a shoe-in for Rookie of the Year. I'll read you their blurb. They said the offensive leader for the Barry Blizzard all season has been Caleb Wiles, and he continued that role on Sunday afternoon with three goals, including many more chances on the crease. Wiles added three assists to finish the game with six points. Wiles' three goals moved him in second in Sealax in that category, only behind Wayne Every and ahead of Chris Atwood for fifth in league points. His lone shorthanded goal extends his record for shorties in a season with seven, previously held by Damon Edwards and Cody Johnson with four. Honorable mentions for Rookie of the Week, Tyler Gibbons, also of the Blizzard. He had four assists and several transition opportunities. So those are your Surge Apparel Sealax Players of the Week for Week 13. And the teams are back on the floor. We're almost, to start. We're almost set to start the second half. 5-5 with the Dirt Dogs. We're going to cut to a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with more quarterfinal Sealax action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, Sealax, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, suits and score. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. All right. We are back. And they just announced the penalty. Uh, There was coincidental penalties right at the end. 
And it looks like they were both on Sportsmanlike Conducts. We mentioned it right before the break that it was uh, Pat Saunders for Brampton and Russ Poulton. They got coincidental penalties right at the end of the first half. And it was both on Sportsmanlike Conducts. And it is a Brampton power play to start the third quarter as Scott Tinning moves the ball up for the Inferno. Tinning, yellow to Campbell. Campbell shoots and scores. Nice play. Give it go. That was a through. It was Tinning. He went down low to Caravello. Caravello went to Reese to Campbell. And Campbell buried it down on Croswell, who is having a very rough night, except for that unbelievable save at the end of the first half. Croswell has been shaky. And it is 6-5. Brampton Inferno lead the Durham Turf Dogs. That goal was just 40 seconds into the third quarter. It was a power play marker. We're going to see 4-4 after this minute as those coincidental penalties obviously carried over from the first half, as we talked about. And there's a little bit of scrum off the draw here. Everybody from both teams are in there. That's down on the... I didn't like one of his calls earlier. I'm just kidding around, folks. But uh, I don't like earlier. I'm going to see a ref fall to the ground like that. And here we go. Brampton ball. Campbell, fresh off his last goal. He's got it now at the top. Beats his man. Shoots down low and scores right in the same spot as his last goal. I think the Turf Dogs need to make a goaltending change. Campbell, that was a nice move to get around his man. He was short side. Didn't have any room. Found the bottom. Left corner on Croswell. And Croswell has not looked good tonight. He's been shaky. He's had the best save we've seen all year, but he's also had a shaky night as well. And it is 7-5 for the Brampton Inferno. A minute left still in those coincidental penalties. We'll see if we can pull up the shots on goal and see how many saves Croswell has actually made. So he has made nine saves, six goals against. So... Not a very good record here for Croswell, and I'm not too sure why they're keeping him in the net. But nonetheless, shots on goal on the main clock say a different story. They said he's faced 32 shots, but I don't know. I'm going to go by what we have in the booth here. We got some great guys up in the booth keeping track of goal, and I'll double-check what they just handed me just to make sure. But, yeah, they say 15 shots on goal. And, uh, again, I'm going to go with them because they've been steered me wrong yet. Shane Scott with it now for the Turf Dogs. He's trying to spin around his men. McGordy's draped all over him. Scott gets by him. Switch hand. He goes wide. And a great goal. He's able to carry that one. Switch hand, underhand shot. But, unfortunately, it went wide. And it is Brampton ball once again. And we're back to five on five if the coincidental penalties are over. The Inferno can't get any one cutting through here. Tight defense by the Turf Dogs. Campbell now tries to do a shovel pass into McCulloch. Gets tipped wide into the corner. Back to Campbell. Diving. Shoots. Croswell with the save. That would have been an incredible goal as Campbell is diving through the crease. But... Croswell was waiting right there to make the save. Turf Dogs 
They've got it behind the net. That's O'Brien. O'Brien. Out to Todd Collins. Collins beats his man. Shoots. Priest with the save. Ball's loose now right in front of the net. Turf Dogs get it. And there might be a little scrap here in front of the net. Nothing doing, though. O'Brien got hammered by Tinning. O'Brien didn't like that, but he did the smart move, and he didn't retaliate. And Durham still got the ball. Grasby to Tangay. Tangay, short-angled shot. Priest, no problem with that save, and he's got it in his stick now and looks for a man off the bench. 7-5, the Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs with 11.30 left to go in the third quarter. Saunders. Pat Saunders barrels over his man, passes it to Coffey. Coffey tries to get the shot off. It's knocked loose. Brampton's still with it. they got to get a shot off. And one of the Turf Dogs is hurt down there. It looks like Eric Bissell, and they call for the trainer. Kind of happened, uh, I think it happened when Saunders barreled over him. Saunders dropped his shoulder down. See if we can get it on the replay here on the big screen. But Bissell is hurt. He is down. So replay's coming up here. And it's on the far side. And it looked like it kind of got tripped up there. Ooh, just fell on his leg really tough. He was trying to check coffee. Coffee was cutting to the net. And Bissell just landed awkwardly. His leg twisted underneath him. And it's definitely going to be a lower body injury as he hobbles off. It's his right leg. He might have twisted his entire knee up there as he goes one leg it off. Not sure if it's his right or his left. He just switched. Uh, two guys are helping him off here. It looks like he's hobbling on his right. I'm trying to see if I can get a closer look. And he is only... Yeah, it's definitely a right leg injury. He's only using his left leg as he hobbles off there. And it looks like uh, he just fell awkwardly as he was trying to check coffee. And all his body weight landed right on his right leg. So hopefully he didn't snap anything. Hopefully uh, the injury's not as bad as it looked because that, uh, that looked tough. Those are always the worst injuries when it's awkward and you don't expect to fall like that. And we're going to have a little time out here as uh, there's some goaltending equipment problems. Jay Priest just needs to get taped up here. We're going to use this opportunity to just cut to a quick commercial break, but make sure you stay tuned for more Canadian Lacrosse League quarterfinal action right here. Oh, he's already back up. Looks like he was going to take a while. We will hold off on that break, and we'll keep you with this game. Jay Priest had uh, several items of equipment off. Looks like it was going to be a long delay. But here we go. We're all set. Brampton Inferno are leading the Durham Turf Dogs 7-5. 11-15 left to go in the third quarter. Brampton ball in the offensive zone. Referee blows it in. Pat Saunders. Saunders cuts to the net. Shoots. Tries to go five-hole on Croswell, but Croswell's stick was right there. And the turf dog bench is furious. Jonas Dirks, he wants a penalty. He's yelling at the ref. You're not going to change the ref's mind, though. At least this ref's responding to him. He says, no, wasn't a penalty. I've seen refs just ignore them like they don't even hear the coach. So at least this ref's responding and letting him know that I hear you, Jonas, but it's not a penalty. Croswell comes out of his net now. Hammers a Brampton player. 
Not sure who that was. That looks like it was uh, number 77, Dave Cutton. Cutton tried to cut around the net. Croswell stepped out and just creamed him. Brampton ball. Doran. Throws it out to Campbell. Campbell's got it at the top. Throws it over Caravello on the right side. Caravello. Up high to Tinning. Back to Campbell. Campbell tries to find Tinning cutting through. Can't handle the pass. Durham quickly gets the ball. They try to move it up to Shane Scott. But pass is intercepted. Brampton's going to come back the other way. Tinning now shoots. It goes wide. Campbell gathers the rebound. Far side over to McGordy. McGordy gets mauled to the ground. Ball bounces into the crease, though, and it is Durham ball. My apologies. That was Scott Tinning who got hammered there. And it looks like we are going to see an interference possession call here, so they're going to give the ball back to Durham. Fresh 30 on the clock. Grasby to Andres. Andres shoots. Nice save by Priest. Now Andres is tied up with a man behind the net. That's Ben McCullough. They separate now. Plays the other way. Ryan Campbell shoots. It goes wide. Now we're going to see Durham go the other way. This is what we saw for a little bit in the first half. Back and forth action. And there is going to be a slashing call behind the play. As Doran takes a stupid penalty and whacked a Durham player. You could hear it way up in the booth. Ref's arm went up right away. Croswell went to the bench, so it's 6-5. Six, six attackers versus five now for Durham. But they got to get a shot off. There's only five seconds left on the shot clock. Blake Kenny tries to dish it to Dumont, who's waiting in the middle. I wish uh, I'll see if these guys can get a stat on how many shot clock violations Durham has had, because I've heard that buzzer go off so many times in, their, in the offensive zone that... Uh, no, that'd be interesting to know. So we'll see if we can work on that. In the meantime, we are going to see a Durham power play as Brandon Doran goes off. Two minutes for slashing. Nine minutes left to go in this third quarter. Brampton Inferno are still up by two goals. O'Brien. O'Brien to Shane Scott. Back to O'Brien. Down into the corner now to Grasby. O'Brien cuts through. O'Brien shoots. Nice save by Priest. Good scoring chance by O'Brien. He got a little mini breakaway as he cut to the net. Durham's going to get the rebound with a fresh 30. Blake Kenny takes the bad angled shot. Scott Francesco, my apologies, took the bad angled shot. Now he's going to take a penalty. Terrible call in the offensive zone by Scott, or terrible penalty rather by Scott Francesca. Now he's standing back, arguing with the referee instead of getting back on defense. And Farthing's going to take it down now. Saved by Croswell. Francesco is lucky he didn't score there. He's busy at the other end arguing with the referee. You're not going to change his mind. Just get back and play some defense. Ref's going to call that an interference call. Could have been a holding call. Could have been an interference call. Either way, definitely a penalty on that play. We're going to see four on four action. For the next minute ten. And Brampton to get it right at center. And the ref finally blows it in. Pat Saunders with it. 
Saunders, lots of space on the floor now that it's four-on-four four action. He throws it to Tinning. Tinning's shot goes wide and into the corner. Three guys are in there fighting for it. Durham comes out with the ball. This is Russ Poulton. Huge wheels on Poulton. He tries to take the shot off. It goes off a Brampton player, Dave Cutton. Now Cutton's going to turn it around. Two on one, him and Pat Saunders. Saunders can't get a shot off. Ball is loose. And again, we'll see a quick trend here by the Turf Dogs. I keep saying this, but it is literally back and forth action. I haven't seen anything like this all year. You can tell it's the playoffs. Both of these teams showed up to play, and we are being treated to an unbelievable lacrosse game. I'm Scott Arnold, and listen to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Durham can't get a shot off. Now the ball goes loose, and Brampton now is going to bring it up the other way. There's that 30-second buzzer going again. Brampton moves it into the offensive zone. 6.51 left to go in this third quarter. The Brampton Inferno leading the Durham Turf Dogs 7-5. And we're going to see a brief penalty, or sorry, brief power play for Durham. But just as I say that, Shane Scott intercepts it. He's going to get a chance shorthanded. He's got one man to beat. Shane Scott shoots. Oh, unbelievable goal, but it's called back. Crease. He threw about four fakes there on Jay Priest. Jay Priest fell to the ground. He was so twisted up. Shane Scott dumped it over top of him. But the refs are calling Crease on that one. And we'll see if we can get to a replay and see if that was Crease. That one was very close there. And so double fake. Can't really see from this angle. Doesn't look like he was in there, but the ref had a better angle than me. The angle we have on the big screen is from behind. Did not look like he stepped in. The ref was, uh, was on the other side, as I said. Better angle. So we'll go with him on this one. The score remains 7-5. Brampton Inferno still leading the Durham Turf Dogs. We're going to cut to a quick break, but stay tuned for more Seahawks quarterfinal action right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side-angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goal. And we're back. Third quarter action here. Canadian Lacrosse League quarterfinals. Six minutes left. Brampton Inferno. Seven. The Durham Turf Dogs five. And we're back to even strength. Brampton has it in the offensive zone. Saunders, huge shot there, right off the pad of Croswell. Brampton gets the rebound, though. Ben McCullough tries for the diving. Or, sorry, that was Pat Saunders, rather. Tried to dive through the crease there. Croswell was waiting for the save. That would have been a great uh, goal. He came from around the net. Wasn't uh, so much to those dunk moves that we see, but similar style. And Grasby has it now for the dogs. Takes a huge shot from way outside. 
goes wide. Durham quick, or sorry, Brampton quickly moves it down now. Brock Boyle throws it into Coffee. Two on one opportunity. Coffee's forced to pull out. Caravello now for the Inferno. He's got it at the top. He's going to slow it down. And they're going to set up a play with only nine seconds left on the shot clock. They got to get off some quick. Caravello comes off the pick, shoots. Croswell with the easy save. Graham Bergsmith scoops it up now for Durham. Throws it up to Grasby. Brampton's playing a full-court press right now. Durham finally, they're able to get it into the offensive zone. Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny comes all the way over to the wrong side. Tries to beat Jay Priest, but it was such a bad angle. Priest had no problem there. Priest tried to throw it down. He tried to find Farthing, but the pass was nowhere near him. And it rolls all the way down to the other end. And it's going to be Shane Scott picking it up for Durham. Shane Scott, he's already got one rocket goal tonight. As I mentioned in the first half, he's got one of the hardest shots in the league. He lets it go again, shoots and scores. Shane Scott, that has happened several times this year when I talk about how hard his shot is. He lets it go right after that. And boom, 7-6 ball game. Durham trail by just one goal now. But I'm going to go back to Shane Scott for a second. He had five goals last week. They lost 13-9, but he had an unbelievable game. Five goals, one assist, and three of his goals were just like this one. Huge rocket launcher shots from the outside. I would love to get the radar gun out and see who registers as the hardest shot in the league because I think Shane Scott would definitely be up there. He has such a huge windup. You can tell he's shooting every time but it is so hard that the goalies just can't even see it. They know he's shooting, but they don't know where the ball is going. And boom, he picked the corner once again. 7-6, Brampton Inferno lead the Durham Turf Dogs with four minutes left to go in this third quarter. And off the draw, Brampton try to get a scoring opportunity. Campbell with their Pat Saunders, rather. He had a weak shot there right into Croswell's stick, and Durham is quickly transitioning it down. Durham in the offensive zone. Blake Kenny now, wow, unbelievable behind the back, but he was way in the crease. He did a one-handed behind the back. I loved watching that. Unfortunately, it did not count, but always nice to see a little circus move out there for the fans. And Turf Dogs get the ball back. 3.25 left to go in the third quarter. Durham, great chance here, shoots and scores, Tangay took the feed from O'Brien down low, caught the Brampton defense sleeping, and Tangay buries it far side to make it a 7-7 lacrosse game. In case you're just joining us, this is quarterfinal Seelax League action, this is opening night of the playoffs, it's the Brampton Inferno versus the Durham Turf Dogs. We're at the Powerade Center in Brampton, Ontario. Tied at 7 with 3.23 left to go in the third quarter. The winner of this game will advance to the Final Four, which takes place April 20th at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena. We're not sure who they're going to play yet. We've got to wait for this weekend. There's another quarterfinal matchup on Sunday between the Oshwikan Demons and the Iroquois Ironmen. And then we'll know who these guys play. Grasby scores right off the draw. Great goal by Grasby. DeFrancesco found him. DeFrancesco got it off the draw, threw it down. Grasby was waiting on the crease, and he just buried it. Little bounce shot underneath the glove of Jay Priest. 
I'll go back to that final four. We won't know until after this weekend who they're playing. The Niagara Lock Monsters, they've already earned a berth into the final four. They're the first-ranked seed. And then the Toronto Shooting Stars, they also got to buy into that final four for finishing second. And then after these two quarterfinal matchups this weekend, we will have the final four set. Brampton wins the draw. Doran. Doran has it. Still got it. Now he moves in. Tries to cut to the net. Durham's playing tight defense, though. He's forced to move it off to McCullough. McCullough cuts that shoot. Croswell with a save, and McCullough gets hammered into the crease. McCullough's been very sportsmanlike tonight. Usually we see him retaliate, and we see him sometimes get in the faces of Durham players. Not that he's not doing that tonight, but he's just doing it in a very smart way. So great game so far for Ben McCullough. He has a goal as well. Shane Scott now for the Dogs. Goes far side. Nice quick stick chance for Scott Francesco, but Jay Priest was able to put the stick up. Durham quickly back the other way. This is McGordy. McGordy shoots. Croswell gets the stick down just in time. I've said this in the first half, but you can definitely tell this is the playoffs. These teams have really stepped up their game. We haven't seen action like this all year. We are being treated to some unbelievable lacrosse. 150 left to go in the third quarter. Durham Turf Dogs leading the Brampton Inferno 8-7. to Ball's loose in the corner. Referee's going to blow it down. He's going to give the ball to the Brampton Inferno. And it's going to be Mark Farthing moving it down. Farthing crosses into the offensive zone. Looks behind him to see how close DeFrancesco is. Farthing takes the shot. Croswell, another big save. And it's going to be Pete Rennie taking it up. Pete Rennie, the product of the Peterborough Minor lacrosse system. He's tired, though. He goes for a line change. Dishes it off to Shane Scott on his way to the bench. Shane Scott, he goes around Caravello. Oh, nice circus-like shot there by Shane Scott. One hand on a stick, and he tried to go almost through the middle of his legs there. Just missed the net. A la John Grant. He must have heard me talking about Peterborough, Ontario up here and thought, I'm going to try a John Grant-like move. But unfortunately, that one did not go in. Coffee has it for the Inferno. Coffee to Tinning. Tinning's hammered to the ground. Ball's loose. Tinning wants a penalty. Brampton needs to get a shot off. Adamson shoots, misses the net. And that's going to be 30-second shot clock violation as the Turf Dogs quickly move it up. Two on one. Great chance here for Blake Kenny. Shoots. Jay Priest with the save. Brampton got caught on a very bad line change there, and Durham almost capitalized. We only have 10 seconds left in this third quarter. Brampton has pulled their goalie to get the final shot. Six on five. Saunders shoots from the outside. Croswell with the save. Durham can't scoop it up. They could have launched it down and maybe got an empty netter. They weren't able to pick it up on time. The end of the third quarter of play. The Durham Turfogs eight. The Brampton Inferno seven. Stay tuned for the fourth quarter. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network.
the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition shoots and scores. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Patrick Crosby, goaltender for the Kentucky Stick Horses. You're listening to Lacrosse Radio Network. The best radio, not on radio. Radioexiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. Radioexiles.com. You think you've seen pro lacrosse coverage? Then you haven't seen Inlax We Trust, the home of lacrosse on the web. Comprehensive coverage of the NLL, MLL, NCAA, NALL, CLAX, MILA, and more on the SB Nation Network. 15 seconds to go, driving down the right wing, draws his LT over his head, basket on the open, he scores! Salisbury takes an 11-10 lead with 11.7 seconds to go. Check out InlaxWeTrust.com. All right, and welcome back to the Powerade Center in Brampton, Ontario. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Canadian Lacrosse League quarterfinal action. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the hometown Brampton Inferno 8-7. to And it's Durham ball as they're going to move it into the offensive zone and try to set up a scoring opportunity. They want to go up by two goals. This game has been back and forth, though, so we'll see uh, who... Big next goal, actually, is going to be a very important one there. I'm getting so excited at this game. I'm fumbling my words, but that's the type of game it's been. I have seen action like this all year. I've said that so many times tonight, but I truly believe that. We are being treated to some incredible, incredible lacrosse here at the Powerade Center. And... Turf Dogs have it. It's Pete Rennie. Pete Rennie slowly moving it up. Rennie, shovel pass over to St. John. St. John throws it into the corner to O'Brien. O'Brien, he's got tinning all over him. O'Brien tries to find a man down low. It's intercepted by Coffee, and the Inferno are going to get a chance. Coffee. Coffee dances through two men. Shoots Croswell with the save. Great play by Coffee. He had Tange and Koger all over him. Found a hole right in between them. Squeezed through, but he couldn't get the ball past Croswell. Scott DeFrancesco has it now for the Turf Dogs. DeFrancesco. He looks for Grasby on the far side. Passes a little low, and the Inferno get it. Two on one chance. 
Adamson shoots. Croswell, no problem on that save. Or that was Andrews, rather. Andrews again. Ball's loose. Andrews able to scoop it up. Great shift here for him. He goes for a line change now. That obviously wore him out. Dustin Caravello, he's all alone on the right side. Caravello over to Saunders. Saunders to Campbell. Campbell cuts through the middle. Shoots. Croswell drops the stick down. Turf dogs are quick to transition it. They throw it all the way down to Collins. Fortunately, there's two Inferno there, and Collins can't get an opportunity away. He's got to pull off into the corner. Tosses it to Kenny. Kenny has it on the left side. Kenny tries to find a cutter. Pass is intercepted. Ben McCullough has it now. To Adamson. Adamson's all alone. Shoots. Croswell, nice save. Croswell tosses it over the bench. That's Jackson coming off. He's able to grab it as he comes onto the floor, rather. Sorry. And Jackson throws it far side. Shane Scott. Shane Scott trying to get around Tinning. Spin shot scores. Unbelievable play by Shane Scott. That's his hat-trick goal. Not many people would be able to score on that one. Tinning was all over him. He spun off Tinning. Sidearm shot right down low on Priest for the hat-trick. And it is 9-7. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Brampton Inferno with 11.20 left to go in the fourth quarter. Shane Scott, what a game he's having. What a regular season he had. And he's carrying it over to the playoffs. One of the best players in the Canadian lacrosse league, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many people, I'm sure. He's also got three assists to boot. So, 9-7 game, and he has points. So he's having an incredible night as Brampton wins the faceoff. McCourty. McCourty tries to cut in on Croswell, but he steps in the crease. Ref blows that down pretty quickly. Russ Poulton. Poulton to Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny bulldozes his way to the net. Shoots. It goes wide. Nice strength there by Blake Kenny to get to the net. Brampton has it in the corner. That's Adamson. Adamson bobbles it. Picked up by Tori Gardner. Gardner throws it up to Boyle. Boyle gets stick-checked, and we'll see Durham go the other way. That's going to be Tangay. Tyler Tangay. Shoots right off the post. Wow. Similar to Shane Scott's last goal. Except, obviously, he's on the left side. Spun around his man. Wicked shot right off the post. Durham gets the rebound, though. And it's DeFrancesco. Over to Shane Scott. Shane Scott takes a little high stick. No call. Winds up. Shoots. Priest with the save. Shane Scott gets his own rebound. And he's going to look to the bench for some help. Shane Scott's just getting whacked out there. Throws it over to DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco spins, shoots. Priest with the save. Priest has it in his crease. He looked down floor. No men down there, so he just throws it off to the side to Tinning. Tinning up to Farthing. Farthing to Campbell. Campbell, one man to beat. Cuts to the net, shoots. Croswell, nice save. 
And we just saw Eric Bissell come out of the underneath the CAG sign there. Looks like he's walking around the arena. We'll see. Can't tell if he's still hobbling over there or not. But he left the game earlier. He fell right on his own leg. And I just noticed him up there in the crowd. Kind of came out near one of the exit signs. And now he's walking. You can see him behind the Durham bench. He's just walking up and down the stairs. Still looks a little wobbly, though. So we'll keep you posted if he's going to come back. Brampton with it in the offensive zone. Ben McCullough. McCullough finds Caravello. Caravello shoots off the post. Nice chance there by Caravello. He had Croswell beat, but it rang right off the post. 9-7. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Brampton Inferno. Eight minutes left to go in this fourth quarter. St. John, he's pinned up against the boards. He's able to drop it off to DeFrancesco before he falls to the ground. DeFrancesco to Shane. Scott Scott shoots. Almost scores. Rebound out to Grasby. He shoots. It goes wide. Shane Scott is having an unbelievable game. He is trying everything out of his bag of tricks. He's done some one-handed shots, some behind-the-back shots, through-the-lag shots. He has three goals tonight, three assists. Brampton the other way. Boyle shoots and scores. That looked to be in the crease to me, but the referee puts his arms up, signals the goal. That's Boyle's second goal of the game. He got hammered, and it looks like he might have been in the crease, but the referees say no. I'm going to see if I can see that one on a replay. So Boyle, Campbell cuts to the net, dishes it down to Boyle, who's waiting right on the crease. And he did a nice toe drag there to avoid it. And no ball was definitely in the net before he got hammered in. So that was a good goal for Brock Boyle. Second goal of the night. And it was another beauty. Great pass by Ryan Campbell to set that one up, though. 9-8. The Durham Turf Dogs lead has been cut to one. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break, but stay tuned for more Canadian Lacrosse League action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Celtics coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. Getting Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league, what's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. Welcome back. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's the Durham Turf Dogs leading the Brampton Inferno 9-8. to This is opening night of the Canadian Lacrosse League playoffs. Just over seven minutes left to go in this fourth quarter. And it has been an incredible back-and-forth game. Lots of action, lots of hits, lots of speed, lots of finesse. We've seen it all in this game. And Brampton has it off the draw. 
scoring chance here for Pat Saunders. Fakes, scores! Nice goal by Pat Saunders. Nifty little fake. It was a two-on-one. And Saunders just decided to cut right to the net. Faked low and shot it about halfway up the net. It was stick side on Croswell. But he was already beat from that first fake. So not much of a chance to regain his position. Deeks right out of his jockstrap there. That was just a great goal by Pat Saunders. And we are tied at nine with exactly seven minutes left to go in this fourth quarter. Referee blows the face off down, and he gives it to the Durham Turf Dogs. Graham Bergsma. Bergsma. Over to DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco. He still holds it. Comes off a pick by O'Brien. Dishes it back to O'Brien. O'Brien shoots. Priest is able to put his stick down and trap it before it rolls over. Brampton now. Good scoring chance here. Tinning down to Saunders. Saunders cuts across the crease. Shoots. Croswell this time with the save. Durham into the offensive zone. This is Blake Kenny with it on the left-hand side. One man to beat. Kenny cuts to that. Shoots and scores. That was right on the crease. I'm going to have to see that one on the replay. Blake Kenny had it. He was flat-footed, and then all of a sudden he just took off to the net and cut right along the crease. So we'll check this out. So he was right at the dotted line. Cut by his man and got hammered, and it looked like it was in the net before he fell into the net. It was Brock Boynton who he beat to the net. Boynton hammered him, trying to prevent him from getting the shot off, but Kenny with a lot of muscle, got the shot off. Clean goal, 10-9. The Turf Dogs regain their one goal lead. Durham wins the faceoff. Koger, all his teammates go for a change, so he's all alone. He goes up against the boards. Finally, he's got some help. Throws it off to Grasby. Grasby tries to find his man cutting through the middle. Ball goes loose. Picked up by Koger. Koger looking for some help. Finds Shane Scott. Scott fakes the windup. Scott gets hammered to the ground. He's got Boynton all over him. And now Ben McCullough comes in. And a few guys are going to have some words. But nothing doing. Refs let it go. And Brampton will slowly move it up. Caravello. Caravello is isolated on the right side. Looks for the man off the bench. That's Campbell. Back to Caravello. Caravello shoots right off the crossbar. And it goes high up into the crowd. It'll be Brampton ball. Fresh 30 on the clock. Five minutes left to go in this fourth quarter. Durham Turf Dogs leading the Brampton Inferno 10-9. Saunders gets his stick knocked out of his hand. He's forced to kick the ball up. Gets it up to Adamson. Adamson to Campbell. Back to Adamson. Shoots. Ball goes wide. Jackson gets the rebound for Durham, and he gets hammered. Could have been a high stick and call there, but ref's going to let it go. Campbell rocked him. 
Durham, Scott D. Francesco spins around Tinning. Tries to get it around Adamson, but Adamson's playing some tight D. D. Francesco throws out to Dumont. Far side to Grasby. Grasby sees that the shot clock's running down. He throws a bomb, but it's way wide. And Jay Priest will have it in his crease. He takes a few steps out. Throws it to throws it to Farthing off the bench. Farthing now to Caravello. Caravello down low to Tinning. Mark Tinning gets a pick from Scott Tinning. Tinning still with it. Over to Doran now to Scott Tinning. Scott Tinning side arm shot. It goes wide into the corner. Caravello gets the rebound, but the 30-second shot clock is going to expire. 3.48 left to go. Durham Turf Dogs leading the Branson Inferno 10-9. And if you're just tuning in, you have missed quite the game. This has been the best game of the year, and why wouldn't it be? This is the playoffs. Blake Kenny. He, they've isolated him. Kenny, one man to beat, fakes the backhand shot. Now he throws it over to Grasby. He's waiting on the far side. Grasby looking to get around Adamson. Durham gets the ball. It's Cutter. Cutter with a chance now. Cutter had a partial breakaway, but it was swatted from behind by DeFrancesco, and the shot went way wide. And DeFrancesco is going to bring it up now for Durham. DeFrancesco finds a man down low, shoots and scores. Nice play there, and there's a huge scrum ensuing. I don't even know who that was cutting through to the net because as soon as he got it, he got hammered to the ground. So we'll see who comes out of this pile here. Great play anyway. DeFrancesco found his man cutting, and it's going to be an 11-9 lead. That was Shane Scott. That's his fourth goal. Seventh point of the night for Shane Scott. What a game he's having tonight. And he'll be my guest on Monday's episode of Over and Back right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. So make sure you tune in live at 7 p.m. Eastern for a special episode. This is my first Canadian Lacrosse League guest, so I'm very excited to have Shane Scott. I've been calling the Durham Turf Dog games all year, so I've had the pleasure of watching him. He's had two five-goal games so far this year, a bunch of three-goal games, and tonight he's got four goals, three assists so far. There's still three minutes left. And Doran took a penalty on that goal, actually, as he hammered Scott. And as I said, a little scrum ensued. Doran took the extra shot, and Brampton is going to be down a man for two minutes. Not a good penalty to take us late in the game. Durham. Shane Scott with it. Shane Scott over to Tangay. Tangay to Poulton. Poulton with the big bullet. It goes off the post and rolls all the way down to the other end. Croswell comes out of his net to play it. McCourty's all over him, but Croswell's able to get it loose. Tangay. Durham's going to really slow this down, and why wouldn't they? Tangay just holding it out of the top. 
to Poulton. Poulton waits. Throws it back to Tangay. To Shane Scott. Huge wind up there. Jay Priest with the easy save. It's kind of a bad angle shot, but Shane Scott needed to get that off to reset the 30. Brampton got the rebound, though, and they'll get it in the offensive zone. That's Tinning with it. Tinning, nice shot. Croswell, another save. Croswell's woken up a bit in the net after a shaky start. I thought they were going to yank him for a bit there, but Coach Dirk thought we'd leave him in. And smart move by Dirks as Croswell has bounced back from that shaky start. And he has kept the Turf Dogs into this game as they lead the Brampton Infernal 11-9 with one, two, five left to go in the first quarter. Cam has it for Brampton. He shoots. Another save by Croswell. Ten seconds left on the Doran penalty. Croswell steps out of his crease. He's just going to hang on to it. No one's forcing him. Finally throws it up to Tangay. Tangay, DeFrancesco. Doran comes running out of the box, and we're back to even strength with one minute left to play in this fourth quarter. Bergsma. He's getting whacked now by Doran. Doran might take another penalty if he doesn't settle down. Ball's knocked loose. Caravello gets it. Ball's knocked loose. Bound now by Durham. And Durham is going to call a timeout. 11-9. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Brampton Inferno with 42 seconds left to play in this fourth quarter. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break, but stay tuned for more Canadian Lacrosse League quarterfinal action right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition shoots and scores. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. All right, and welcome back. The referee has blown it in, and the Durham Turf Dogs move it into the offensive zone. They lead the Brampton Inferno 11-9 with 30 seconds left to go. Business has really picked up here in the fourth quarter. Both teams are fighting hard. Durham's fighting to keep this lead. Brampton's all over them, trying to get the equalizer. They need two, though. Grasby cuts to the net. Big shot. It knocks Priest's helmet off. And now we're going to see a Brampton timeout. So they need two goals. That was a huge shot there. Grasby, big wind-up, hit Priest. Right, looks like it was right on the chin. Hard enough to knock his helmet off. What a game we've been treated to so far. 15 seconds left. This is going to be very tough for Brampton to score two goals in 15 seconds. But we'll see. I'm going to quickly recap what's happened so far. 
I won't go all the way back to the first quarter. We're just going to tell you who the big guns are. I'm going to cut right to Shane Scott. I've been talking about him all night. He's been the big gun. He leads all scores with seven points. That's four goals and three assists. On the other side, Ryan Campbell. He's had a great game for Brampton. He has three goals, two assists for five points. In net, Jay Priest for Brampton. Although his team's losing, he has played a solid game. He has 42 saves. Croswell, he's uh, picked it up a lot. He has 49 saves now. So after a shaky start, he has bounced back 49 saves, including the best save we've seen all year to end that first half. And we're underway. Brampton has the goalie pulled. Six attackers out. They got to get a shot off quick. There's only five seconds left. And Croswell, he tried to go for the empty net goal. And that's going to do it. The Durham Turf Dogs have defeated the Brampton Inferno 11-9. And they will advance to the Final Four on April 20th. Hosted at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena in Hagersville, Ontario. Durham went into this game as the fifth-ranked seed. So this has been a huge, huge victory for them. Brampton was the fourth-ranked seed. Tomorrow we're going to see another quarterfinal matchup. It's going to be the Iroquois Ironmen versus the Oshwekin Demons. That'll be a 1 p.m. start. That's on Sunday, sorry. And that'll be a 1 p.m. start. Once that game's over, we will know who is going to meet either Niagara or Toronto. They both have buys. They are waiting to play the winners of these quarterfinals in the uh, Final Four tournament on April 20th. So tomorrow, if Oshwekin wins, they're the third-ranked seed. So if Oshwekin wins, they will play Toronto, and Durham will play Niagara. But if the Iroquois Ironmen win tomorrow, Iroquois will play the Niagara Lock Monsters, and the Durham Turf Dogs will play the Toronto Shooting Stars. So we will see after Sunday's game how that all plays out. But for now, that's going to do it for us here at the Powerade Centre in Brampton, Ontario. Once again, the Durham Turf Dogs have defeated the Brampton Inferno 11-9. Thanks for joining me here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. And if you want to follow any post-game action, you can follow me on Twitter at ScottArnold12. And don't forget, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Lacrosse Radio Network, my guest going to be Shane Scott. He led all scores tonight, four goals, three assists, and he will join me on Over and Back, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Have a great evening, everybody, and we'll talk to you on Monday night. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network.